Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we continue to lift up my family who has tested positive for COVID. We pray for my coworker, Michael. We continue to lift up Roy and Kelly. We pray the blood of Jesus over coronary artery disease. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus Christ, amen. Recent events have caused some people to increase the amount of things to worry about. If you are stranded in Afghanistan, you may be worried about getting out. If you are in Haiti, you may be worried about the conditions brought about from the earthquake, then the tropical storm. If you tested positive for COVID, you may be worried about breathing. If you are going through a divorce, you may be worried about how you will make it in your new situation. Worry is defined as to give way to anxiety or unease, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Yes, all of the scenarios I mentioned qualify as worry events. And to make matters worse, some people have taken worry to the next level with anxiety, which is defined as a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an innocent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Folks, our daily lives have become wrapped in anxiety. I have a friend who has anxiety attacks over her pending divorce, and she cannot sleep, and she hasn't slept in weeks. I'm dedicating this podcast to her. Worry and anxiety cannot be good for you. Otherwise, the Bible would not have so many commands to fear not. My friends, prior to a tennis match, I would be nervous. Why? Well, I thought it was just natural until I trained harder to get into better condition than my opponents. I lifted weights, and I just worked harder to prepare. After that, I was rarely nervous. I had corrected the anxious thoughts of an uncertain outcome to what I considered a certain outcome. I was definitely going to win. These days, people are not sure if they're going to win. So how can we train our minds, like I trained my body for tennis, to win the daily battle that seeks to distract us? When David was captured by the Philistines, he wrote these words in Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I will put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? My Christian comrades, as a teenager, David had no fear when he killed the lion, the bear, and Goliath. For as he told Saul in 1 Samuel 17, 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. His trust was in God as a youth, and now, even though he was afraid, he came to his senses, trusted his training, and relied on the power of God. So why is it that we don't trust God? Is it temporary amnesia? Did we forget that he woke us up this morning? Did we forget that he provides the warmth of sunshine that we're able to feel on our skin? Then he sends rain to cool us off. Did we forget every breath we take is provided by him, and yet we fret? Yes, he made us with heightened senses, especially when something frightens us. 
But I'm not talking about temporarily scared due to fright. I'm talking about anxiety that disrupts your job, your activities, and your social life. I'm talking about uncontrollable worry that is stressful and extremely upsetting. I'm talking about worrying about all sorts of things and expecting the worst. I'm talking about someone who has been worrying every day for the last six months. The Bible provides many examples of anxious situations, and the answer provided is always the same. Someone who is not overcome with fear says, fear not. Well, you may remark, well, that's easy for you to say, but difficult to do. I must remind you again, remember your training. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. My friends, if God did not give us fear, where does it come from? I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. That's right, Satan, the deceiver. The liar has always placed doubt in the minds of people. We've been duped by him, hoodwinked, bamboozled, and convinced that fear is real and God is not. Once we realize that the anxiety we're feeling is not from God, we use our training to combat the assault on our senses. Let's look at some of the tools we have. We have power, we have love, and we have a sound mind. Our spirit of power comes from kingdom work, evangelism, being a disciple, Everything we do for kingdom building, God has given us power to do it. God has given us the spirit of love to serve other people. When we love God, we will love his people. God wants us to use the gifts he has given us to help others as a way of showing love. Since God gives us a sound mind, that is opposite the disturbed mind that Satan wants us to have. The training I've mentioned is not only spiritual, but mental as well. The secret, that's really not a secret, is written in his word. The answers are hidden in plain sight. The solution is right in front of you, if you have your Bible. Listen to what is written in Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. Folks, I trust God to keep my mind sound. Yes, I do get attacked by the devil on a constant basis, now, will you trust him and get some sleep? My friends, here is why I trust God, found in Psalm 121. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Glenn Raglan shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is Glenn Raglan's keeper. The Lord is Glen Raglan's shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even evermore. My Christian comrades, before you grab your Bibles to see if Glen Raglan's name is actually in the Bible, it is not. But the promises contained in this powerful psalm is part of my training, and I want it to be part of your training. When you read this psalm, substitute my name for your name. Then, when you read Fear Not, you can apply that command to your situation. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, 
for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Folks, this is a command and a promise from God. He commands us not to fear, and he promises to be with us and help us and hold us. You may think you're alone, but you're not. God is with you. Listen to what Moses tells the children of Israel before they cross over into the promised land. He tells them, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. My Christian friends, just as Moses encouraged the Israelites, I want to encourage you. Do not be afraid. Listen to what Jesus tells Peter after he caught a huge number of fish. Peter fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. My comrades for Christ, this statement represents all of us, for we are all sinful people. But Jesus has the answer for sinful people in Luke 5 and 10. He says, Fear not, from now on you shall catch men. Now, my friends, come with me to a boat on the Sea of Galilee. It's after 3 a.m. in the morning when a storm arises. You're on the boat with the rest of the disciples. Then suddenly, you see a figure walking on the water coming right at you. Somebody screams, It's a ghost! What do you do? Well, you do what the disciples did in Matthew 14, 22 through 32. They cried out in fear. But Jesus calms them down, telling them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Folks, we must put away fear for several reasons. The problem may not be nearly as bad as you thought. And number two, the problem could be real, but the problem solver is bigger than any obstacle standing in your way. So whose report are you going to believe? We must believe that our close relationship with God is so much more powerful than our fears. And finally, my brothers and sisters, in John 20:19, the disciples were sitting with the doors locked as they feared for their lives because of the Jews. Jesus stood in the midst of them and said, Peace to you. Now, friends, imagine being in a locked house, fearful that the Jews, who had just crucified Jesus, will come after you next. Can you imagine the increased fear which was immediately calmed with the words, Peace to you. Jesus is ready to replace your fear with his peace. Are you ready to receive it? If you are ready to exchange your fears for the peace that is waiting for you, pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for your peace of mind that only you can provide. Forgive me for not trusting you with all of my burdens, great and small. I release all my fears, worries, anxieties, and phobias to you. In the name of our hope, Jesus Christ, Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries. And if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 
2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.